I'm so excited to talk about this next topic. Uh, we are joined at this time by Bishop John Lavore from the Diocese of New Ulm. Your Excellency, welcome this morning to Real Presence Live. Well, thanks so much, Nathan. It's always a, a, a pleasure and a privilege to, to be on Real Presence Radio. Oh, and it's a privilege for our listeners. I'll speak on their behalf myself. We always are so blessed to hear from our bishops. It's always a great blessing to us as well, so thank you. And yep. as we begin this morning, uh, Your Excellency, we've got a big day coming tomorrow. It's my uh, pro- my personally my favorite uh, solemnity of the year to talk to my kids about. So as we begin talking about this a little bit, can you tell us as Catholics, since tomorrow is a holy day of obligation, what, what does that mean for us as Catholics, that it's a holy day? Okay, well, the Church has uh, uh, set aside uh, six uh, solemnities. Uh, the Catholic Church in the United States has set aside six solemnities for uh, and designated them as uh, holy days of obligation, which means that uh, Catholics have a responsibility of attending Mass uh, either on the day, which would be the 15th tomorrow, or uh, Vigil Mass this evening. Uh, on the 14th of August. So um, uh, all Catholics have that responsibility. It's uh, similar to a Sunday, your Sunday obligation. Okay, and if, if that's the case, then, Your Excellency, should we try to avoid working as this, on this day as much as we can? Uh, you know, you should, but um, coming as it is in the middle of the week, you know, most of us are... Uh, have occupations and in our culture in the United States now we I mean uh, it used to be you know many centuries ago that uh, the uh, civil authorities gave the day off to uh, to workers uh, on solemnities but uh, in our day and age that doesn't happen so in order to you know keep our jobs uh, literally, sometimes uh, there there really is you know you, you need to go to work and uh, to earn uh, a living. But if there are you know things that you can set aside, tasks that you would normally do uh, to set those aside today and uh, or tomorrow, and uh, think about the assumption and what it means you know not only for uh, the church but uh, for us individually. So if my wife, Bishop, asked me to do the dishes tomorrow, am I still obligated to do the dishes? <laughs> I think those those are things that you you need to do. Otherwise, uh, you know, there's there's trouble. Uh, so, in in a couple of different ways. So oh. I I would I would encourage you to do the dishes. Oh, thank you, Bishop. That's funny. Uh, so this solemnity in particular is the Assumption of the Blessed Mother. It's near and dear to my heart. Can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah. Well, it's um, uh, a feast day that has been uh, in the Church, really, uh, since the very beginning, uh, since uh, our Lord uh, walked on earth, and uh, His Mother, of course, has always had a special pride of place because of uh, giving birth to the Savior of the world. So uh, when her life uh, was ended here on earth, uh the you know the because she was uh free from uh, original sin from all other sin uh and as a participation in her son's resurrection uh she was 
taken into heaven, body and soul. And uh, that that's where she is now, uh, body and soul, her whole uh, human nature uh, together, glorified and, and beautiful. And we call it the assumption because God is the one who did that, did that for Mary. He took her into heaven, whereas Jesus, we call uh, his entrance into heaven after his earthly life was finished, uh, we call that the resurrection, because he rose under his own power. It wasn't um, by any other power but his own, because he was God. So, So there's a distinction to be made. Mary didn't have the power to uh, rise from the dead and, and enter into heaven, Jesus did. So Mary's assumed into heaven uh, to let us know that it was by the power of God that she was taken into heaven after her life was completed. Now, forgive me if I misunderstood, Your Excellency, but the the distinction between the assumption of Mary and what you're describing, Jesus' entry into heaven, is is the ascension, correct? The ascension of Jesus? It's the ascension, but Jesus, yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I think I said resurrection. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure I'm uh, yeah, I was... yeah, it's, yeah, it's his ascension into heaven because he ascended uh, under his own power. And uh, Mary was, was assumed or taken up into heaven. Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. Well, uh, <laughs> yep. No, that's, that's great. Well, it, it, it happened with our conversation with our kids yesterday. The same thing was, oh. was mentioned, so I, I was at, uh, particularly attuned uh, uh, to it, yeah. but just wanted to make you sure I was pre- on the same page. You, you were prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the hey, Holy Spirit prepared you. <laughs> fourth, fourth graders will do that to you, Your Excellency. Right, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so, and again, just to clarify, when we say assumed, and, and you did touch on it, but I just want to make sure our listeners are, are completely aware she is in heaven with her son, body and soul, just as as Jesus is. There's no distinction about what will happen at the second coming or the resurrection, the general resurrection of the dead at the end of time, correct? No, yeah, the, both of them have uh, glorified human natures, uh, you know, perfect. Uh, and w- with us, uh, as you mentioned, we'll be at the end of time, when Jesus comes again for the second time, then uh, our mortal bodies will be raised and joined to our souls, and then we'll be glorified like like our Lord and the Blessed Mother. But uh, it's happened to the, the two of them before uh, beforehand. So, so they are like we will be. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. And I mean, to me, that's just remarkable that as a son. Jesus, you know, God incarnate would allow the singular grace of his mother to be uh, remaining entirely close to him at the end of her earthly life. I'm just really interested if you have any thought or reflection on the intimacy between the son granting such a privilege to his own mother. Well, I think we, you know, if we think of our own uh, relationship uh, with our mothers and uh, how important that is, it's uh, really a, an irreplaceable relationship. Uh, we only have one mother. Jesus only had one mother, and um, to to remember that uh, he didn't begin his public life until. 
uh, he was 30 years old. And uh, so he was, you know, uh, working with uh, Joseph, you know, in the home and uh, had all of those years. Uh, he and Mary had all of those years together and uh, I'm sure grew very, very uh, close because of uh that relationship and what Jesus, you know, revealed to her and how she was able to form him as well. Uh, so it was, it was a very close and intimate relationship. And uh, uh, our Lord showed uh, really his gratitude for his mother by giving her this, this singular privilege to, to take her into heaven with him. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, why is this particular solemnity of such importance that the Church elevates it to a holy day, Your Excellency? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, um, our Blessed Mother occupies such a, uh, an important, uh, uh, role in, uh, in our lives. Uh, just recently, for example, uh, Pope Francis, uh, uh, established the feast day of Mary, Mother of the Church, and uh, you know, highlighting the the role of our Blessed Mother with regard to to us as our Mother, Mother of the Church, and um, of course. You know, Mary, from, as I said, the very beginning, has been honored in so many different ways and in many different aspects of her uh, of her life and, and her the gift that she gave to the world in Jesus. Uh, she's always been held in a, in a special place. And uh, our country, of course, the United States, has Mary as a uh, immaculate conception uh, as our patroness. So... Uh, we have, you know, a, a special devotion in our country to our Blessed Mother. Um, and then, of course, with Mary, the Mother of the Americas, and uh, uh, appearing in Guadalupe and uh, to Juan Diego, uh, again, you know, a special relationship that we have. So uh, I think, you know, for those reasons, Mary is, is honored, and any way that we can honor her um, is, you know, is so uh, appropriate to show our gratitude for the gift of her son that she's given to the world. You're listening to the best of Real Presence Live with Bishop John Lavore of the Diocese of New Ulm about holy days of obligation and why we have them. Now, back to the interview. You know, when you mention it being a holy day and the importance of it, Your Excellency, the way I try to describe this to my kids is that there are certain things in life that are so important that we're obligated to celebrate them. And I give them the example of their birthday. Yeah, uh, It is so important that you were born to this family that we're obligated to celebrate this day. But we don't see it as being a burden. Like, I don't have to tell my daughter, Michaela, oh, ho-hum, we're going to have to celebrate your birthday, honey, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and, and so yeah, I think that dynamic gives us a, a, a different perspective possibly to to view these celebrations that the Church gives us. The Church wants us to to celebrate these important days that are so important we're obligated to celebrate them. Can you possibly speak to that and, and the meaning that a day like this is supposed to have to us as Catholics? Yeah, it is. Uh, the Celebrating the Assumption is really a privilege, and I, I like the way uh, St. John Paul II used to talk about our obligations uh, uh, to to show our gratitude for what you know what people have done for us what uh jesus has done for us he he says that that we owe 
a debt, you know, that uh, we're in, you know, in some ways indebted to those who have given us such great gifts in our life. And uh, so to uh, repay that debt, uh, we celebrate their their feast days like, like we are tomorrow or, um, you know, show our gratitude to our Lord by uh, the prayers that we say, by imitating his life, by uh, giving him glory, um, because it is a, it's a debt. We wouldn't be who we are without Jesus and without Mary. Uh, it's it's really part of the fabric of who we are as 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 Catholics. So um, to to show that gratitude, the, the great gifts that uh, that we've received. So really, it's a it's a privilege, uh, and just like you know, if if you. Uh, save my life, you know, let's say I was drowning or something and you jumped in and saved my life, I'd have a, a debt of gratitude to pay to you because you saved my life. And that would be something that would be with me all my life. And uh, it's the same thing for the Blessed Mother. You know, she's the mother of the Redeemer and uh, has given us the great gift of her son, and so we're forever uh, grateful to her. And so to celebrate the, the Feast of the Assumption is just a way to kind of repay in a little way that debt that we owe to her. Mm. Very well, yeah. Your Excellency. And, you know, because this is a, a Marian solemnity, what would you say to our listeners about the importance of, of having the Blessed Mother in our life and, and how she impacts our, our growth and holiness and our relationship with Jesus? Yeah, that that's a good question. And, and um, you know, I think just to go to her motherhood, uh, that uh, she's our mother. And just as she was Jesus's mother and Jesus founded the church and the church is Jesus's mystical body, uh, Mary is the mother of the church and our, our mother. And I think we're all familiar with the words uh, that uh, Jesus spoke from the cross, as he said to St. John, who represents us, you know, behold your mother, and mother, behold your son. So Jesus himself gave Mary to us as our mother to watch over us and, and care for us, and that's what she does. Um, I think you know anybody who um, uh, takes Mary as their mother and has a devotion to her uh, receives that special protection. I know in my life um, I have a special devotion to our Blessed Mother, and she's taken care of me uh, so well uh, over all these years, and I'm sure protected me. I'm I'm sure I won't even know the things that she's done for me until I meet her in heaven, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, it, you know, oh, was it you that did this? Was it you that, you know, helped me here or saved me there or protected me there? Um, so I'm sure there are many, many times where she's done that. And um, so, to you know, the you, you look at the, the recent popes, you know, Pope John, St. Paul, John Paul II and Benedict and Francis, they all have a devotion to our Blessed Mother and, um, you know, went to Fatima, went to Lourdes and uh, other Marian shrines. And Pope Francis, you know, he goes to um, uh, the um, uh, uh, Marian, let's see, what's the Marian Church in Rome? How, how am I forgetting it? Um, Mary but Major there, or 
Mary Major, yeah, St. Mary Major, uh, and there's the, you know, the, the icon of our Blessed Mother, and he prays there before he goes on a pastoral visit and after he comes back from a pastoral visit. You know, again, asking our Blessed Mother's protection and then thanking her for what uh, protecting him. So uh, it's very much, again, part of the fabric uh, the, of our fabric as Catholics and um, to take Mary as, as our mother. And she does so much, you know, for us. And um, I have a, you know, I, I want to make a pilgrimage to the only Marian apparition in the United States that has been approved uh, in uh, Champion, Wisconsin, uh, Diocese of Green Bay, um, you know, Our Lady of Good Help. And uh, I want to go there because it, our Blessed Mother is Our Lady of Good Help. She helps us uh, in so many ways. Yeah, I've I've been there twice, Your Excellency. Oh, and, good for uh, you! And we, our whole family, made our Marian the consecration, the thirty-three days to morning glory, mm-hmm. uh, at this at the apparition site this past spring. Uh, oh, wonderful! So I would I would definitely encourage you to. It was a, a very, I mean, it's a simplistic place. That's kind of how the, the Blessed Mother and the Lord works, right? You got cattle farm on one side and a cattle farm on the other and you can smell all the smells of farm life <laughs> yep right <laughs> and right, that's yep. that's that's the place in which you know the sacred comes to dwell among yes. us it's 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 quite remarkable the humility uh of our god and that's the obedience right. of his mom it's yeah please please do get a chance uh to get up there if you do uh have i'm going to uh yep. I, I will ask you a, a selfish question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this with our family yesterday, and my kids were arguing if if the catechism states that the uh, assumption took place at the end of her earthly life, but it doesn't specify whether or not she died. On one hand, because she's sinless and the wages of sin is death, she couldn't die. But on the other hand, it seems fitting that she would ask her son to allow herself to die just as her son did. Do you have a, a personal opinion on on that question, Your Excellency? Uh, well, you, I think you've articulated there, there are two traditions, and uh, the Church has never settled on either one. And that's why I think you know, Pope Pius XII, when he uh, issued in 1950 the, the encyclical on the doctrine of the, of the Assumption, he didn't, didn't decide it. <laughs> you know, when her life was ended, well, he doesn't say she died, he doesn't say she didn't die. Um, and uh, the Eastern tradition has uh, uh, celebrates the feast of the Dormition of Mary, which is uh, going to sleep of Mary at the end of her life. Uh, and there's a beautiful statue in the Church of the Dormition in uh, Jerusalem, uh, which uh, it has our Blessed Mother laying down on her bed and and asleep. And that's her her death, the dormition, the sleeping, going you know going to sleep and and then being assumed into heaven. So um, either tradition is is you know valid, I think. And um, so uh, you know some 
again, it, it hasn't been settled. So they're both beautiful. One, you know, one, if Mary did die, then that was in imitation of her, her son who died on the cross. And uh, if she didn't, you know, as you say, the wages of sin is death. She didn't sin, and our Lord just took her at the end of her life into heaven. So um, either way, it can go either way. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Your Excellency. Yeah. We appreciate your time this morning, and thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Yeah, you're welcome, Nathan. Real good to talk with you. Thank you.